Alright, I'm Carmel and this first series focuses on conversations with women that really inspire me. I wanted to share their amazing stories with you, what they've been up to and what they've been through and just all the amazing stuff in between. So have a listen and let me know what you think. So in this episode, I'm going to speak to Samina, my best friend for about 17, 18 years now. So a bit of background for you. Um, Sam worked in real estate after graduating. She got married, moved up north. Um, She had kids a couple of years later and took some time out to spend with them. And then after a few years in 2016, she launched her own business as a makeup artist. And in that same year, her son Adam was diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukemia, ALL. And well, I wanted to share her journey with you guys. So, um, so here's how the conversation went. Hello? Can you hear me? Sam! Hi. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Have to be quick. Day? Football's finishing soon. What? How was your day? Quick! Don't you mean be quick? <laughs> the husband's free then, so I need to quickly do it before football finishes. Do what? Personally, do what? <laughs> the talking. All oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was the other way around. Okay. Anyway. Okay. How much? <laughs> Pressure's on. <laughs> how was your day? Yes. Um. Very good. Busy. Bit overwhelming, but yeah. Why is it overwhelming? I just got loads of crappy little bits to do, um, and yeah, and my face was sweating by the end of the day, and my makeup wasn't set properly, and it moved around. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I can tell if I've had a good day or not. If my makeup has stayed put at the end of the day. That's when you know it's been a good day. How was homeschooling today? What did you learn? That's the question. Oh, so we are learning about. Um, do you know what? I didn't do any homeschooling today. <laughs> oh my god, that was stupid. <laughs> um, okay, sh- I'll, d- I'll edit that bit out. Don't worry about it. I'm doing, dec- I'm doing decimal points or decimals and multiplication with one of them. And then with the other one, we're doing Romans. And Are you learning- just making this up? No, I swear. <laughs> we're doing Romans with the other one. And we are... Um, Oh, what are we doing for the maths? Uh, I think they're doing three number like multiplication, but it's doing it via the method where you have to do the hundreds, tens, and units and everything. I'm learning as I'm going. I'm gonna reset. <laughs> I'm gonna reset my GCSEs by the end of this. <laughs> have you done any shopping? Um, no, I haven't actually. Uh, I've only been to. TK Maxx because I was getting FOMO from people's Instagrams because <laughs> <laughs> they kept posting things like you know a Kevin Aquan eyeshadow for like three pounds. Did you get that? No, well, actually I've got uh, one eyeshadow. It's like a wet gloss eyeshadow from Kevin Aquan from thirty four pounds down to three pounds. Are you How- joking? However, like it's just a glorified coloured Vaseline tub. Samina, he, he could be listening. So I don't <laughs> <laughs> about that. Um, so you put it on, and it looks really nice for editorials or pictures. But as soon as you kind of close your eyes, or you know, just be normal, um, it builds up in your creases. So you need uh, to have a really stretched eyelid. Uh, <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, why not? It could be. <laughs> Me and you trained. <laughs> the COVID trend. <laughs> okay, Sam. <laughs> I got to I got tell you a story. <laughs> so you know the other day? Yeah. Right, you know I went to see Tija. Okay. Yeah. So um she said they had the baby, it's been a couple of months. We were allowed to go in the garden now, whatever. Yeah. So me, Indy and Jorvin, so we went, right? We stood in the garden. And there they were. So we, you know, obviously social distancing. What and all did that. he eat? What did he eat? No, Samina, <laughs> wait. Yeah, because I know <laughs> I feed Jorvin anything. What did he eat? I need to know. So, <laughs> so all I did was I was talking to Kunal. Tija had to go in, yeah, because she had to feed the baby. Talking to Kunal, but like, Jorvin was behind me. Oh my God, all of a sudden I turned around and I thought, oh my God, okay, it's a slug in his mouth. I oh, swear, I thought it was a slug. Oh yeah, that's okay. So, so I was like, oh, you know, it's okay, it's all right. So I went up closer and it was actually bird shit. I'm no. not going to lie. Serena, it had it all over his mouth. And I was like, and do you know what I was feeling inside? I was like, Hmm. I don't really want to tell Kunal what's just happened here because he might judge me. I didn't even care that Jordan had eaten bird shit. anything. Did you not take a picture? <laughs> This is no. the, these are the things you snap and take a picture <laughs> and you do a boomerang <laughs> so I quickly turned around and I said oh Kunal do you have like a, a baby wipe and you know it's corona and stuff so I was like oh I don't know how I'm gonna and then I'm thinking I don't know how to take the baby wipe from him I don't know how to clean him how am I gonna do this so then he ended up dropping the baby wipe on the floor and I was oh like, my uh, god okay not that so- that makes a difference you're cleaner than bird shit <laughs> So, all right. So, I picked up the baby wipe quickly. Wipe. He's like, oh, is he all right? I was like, yeah, it's just a slug. He's like, oh, you know, one was nature and all that. And I was like, yeah, you could say that again. So, you're okay. Like, oh, okay, can God. you just clarify? You're okay with him sucking a slug, but giving him a lollipop is a big no-no. No, Samina, that's got sugar in it. And your point? <laughs> no, this, this show is not about me. It's about you, Okay. <laughs> So I have something I wanted to ask you. I'm not being funny. I went onto Instagram, right? And I, you guys can, I don't know, you can't get your makeup done, but you can get your hair done. I'm seeing all these random makeup artists oh. going to people's houses and getting their makeup done. What's going on? This is um, a controversial topic, I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really, uh, it's frustrating, I think, for those people that are taking it seriously or people shielding or those people you know, that are, they are protecting or even themselves or even those people that are just following the rules. Um, I've seen so much in the last, I think, week or two. And the thing is, is like people aren't even bothered or they're like just quite shamelessly doing it and posting videos. And what's really um, random is, is that they'll post, oh, I'm on my booking today and they'll have a snippet of like whoever's makeup they're doing. And they'll have a picture of, like a dental spray and wipes and saying safety first or they're like got a video of them sanitizing each other's hands and you're like you're not meant to be there anyway (laughs) it's illegal because the thing is i know the rules are different in different countries right because yeah but these are yeah but in the uk you're just like you know what boris is like and what's really annoying is is that there's a lot of these insta famous like um artists hair artists makeup artists whatever um photographers and clothes places and they're all blatantly doing like joint shoots so there's no sign of ppe no sign of social distancing you know and it's just making it confusing for clients I think and confusing for other small artists to know what to do because they're obviously going to follow what these other people are doing so Mm. yeah it's just really confusing and it's not fair and um yeah so has it affected 
Has it affected your business quite badly yes. then? So all my bookings from, I'm going to say, so lockdown started, I think, the 26th of March. So all my bookings from end of March um, till, I think, so far, beginning of August, have all cancelled or rearranged. Bearing in mind, I think there was uh, two peak periods. There was Easter holidays, which is normally really busy with um, like weddings and functions. And then there's a prom season. And there's races. So there's three sort of peak events that ha- have happened or should have happened in these few months. And now coming on to end of July, middle of July is when the summer holiday starts. And that's when you would have back to back weekends and obviously midweek booking. So, yes, it's most definitely. Um, but it just is what it is. And as I said, like I've got like my family to think about, my parents to think about and everything. So it's not a risk I'm willing to take. Um, obviously, it's everyone's impacted financially you know whatever job you're working in everyone is impacted um but it's just it's just one of those things we're all suffering together as a nation um so yeah yeah, everyone's got their violins out so how's Arden doing with all this um uh he got the all clear it's been over a year now last year was one year since he got the all clear from his uh well finished his treatment for ALL which is acute lymphobatic leukemia um I think for us the shielding from everyone else is kind of a little bit second nature because we were doing that for like four about three and a half years four years so I don't think it's affected the kids as much as it may have with some other kids because we were kind of used to this a little bit beforehand um so I guess it just prepped them for this pandemic silver lining and everything but yeah no they've been okay as I said I check in every couple of days make sure they're not bored or you know if they're doing okay and if there are a couple of days where they're feeling a bit glum I just say to them what should we do I think there was one time where um uh, them, I think we must have hit like the two and a half month mark or two month mark he was just really upset and I think he just missed missed a bit of normality because I think last year finished his treatment uh, we were very fortunate to go to Florida and do so much over the summer we had a really good summer and you know we got to do everything without him with him technically being like normal and back to normal so having had such an amazing year last year mm. to all of a sudden in his little world we've gone back to how it was like two or three years ago and he just got really teary and really upset and he's like I just miss normal life I miss going to school and you know everything and then he's just like I just want things to be normal so then I was just like let's make a list of things that make you feel normal so um, I don't think the kids had even been outside for like I think six weeks or five weeks we did not let them go anywhere so we went and fed the ducks we went for a nice walk and everything and yeah, it seemed to cheer him up. And then we're kind of back to our weird little groundhog routine that we have going on. Like, can you can you remember when you first got diagnosed? Yeah, so I think whenever we really think about it, like, you can remember, like, everything second by second as it happened, mm. uh, which is weird. So, yeah, so he was diagnosed on his fourth birthday uh, unofficially. Um, I won't go into too much detail just because... I think yeah, of course. Yeah, so he was uh, diagnosed. He just had flu-like symptoms with myself. Um, he started to get puffy eyes and everything. Um, went to the couple about four chemists. They just said, "Oh, I was run down from the cold or the flu." 
it's quite normal to have like sore ears um and everything so you know because of his age there's not much they're going to really give him so just ride it out I kept asking the teachers I think for about a week every day what did he eat today how was he oh he's just a little bit tired he was a bit quieter than normal but yeah he seemed to do okay then his puffy eye started to come thought he had a reaction tried several different allergy medications and everything then I don't know um don't know if it's like mother's intuition or whatever went to the doctor's they said, oh, we think he may have something wrong with his kidneys because of this eye swelling. Um, booked him in for a blood test. Um, it was half term that week because his birthday was falls on half term. And then we had planned to go to my mum's in London for the week. Um, we were going to have a little party at my mother-in-law's. So we had like the whole week planned. Um, went to the children's accident and emergency. There was a massive queue. It was so busy. Um, it was a Monday, I can remember. Uh, so I went to work in the morning. So we let him open his toys and everything and chill at home. And then uh, finished work early because I wanted to take him to the AM Kids Centre. And then we had to wait like five hours. The car was packed to go to London. And then we were like, right, we'll get his blood tests done and then we'll go. Um, finally, after five hours at like 11 o'clock, they done it. And we went we were on our way to Derby and then um, we got a phone call. They were just like, oh, you need to come back. We do the blood test. And anyway, um, that was a Monday. Tuesday, we went to Birmingham Children's Hospital. Um, and then by, I'm going to say, they had to do a, God, I've forgotten all the terminology. They had to do a bone Sorry. marrow bone marrow check on the Wednesday. And by Thursday, he was uh, diagnosed with uh, leukaemia, which... I think for us was like, you don't get that in this country sort of reaction that we had. So that was like mm. a massive shock. Um, and then there's more than, you know, over 100 different types of leukaemia. Then you need to see if it's hereditary or not. There's just so many things going on. I think the first seven to nine weeks was like a whirlwind. Um, and then on the Friday, we started treatment because it was acute. So it just meant that it's going to keep getting worse and worse. Um, one thing that really I remember from all of this was... Um, when the doctors told us initially on the Monday to go and get a blood test done, we were like, oh, we've got stuff planned for the whole week and it's his birthday. Can we not come in on Friday and do it? And they were like, no, we really think you should go. And then when we saw the queue, another barrier we were putting in, oh, should we come back in a couple of days? But yeah. then, I don't know, it was just gut feeling. And I was like, Shaz, no, let's just do it. we get it done. And then, you know, at least it's done and we can wait. So anyway, the doctor was like, no news is good news. If you don't hear anything in the next 24 hours, just carry on. Literally mm. within half an hour, we got a phone call to say to come back. Um, and then we were on an A A road, so the reception was really bad. We'd done a 360, came back. Yeah, it was just like a weird, um, wow. weird week. That was <clears throat> that was the year that it was Varney's wedding, right? And we, yes. that was your first, like, I was, I'm going to say, like, proper job as a makeup artist. Like, you before or something this was it like this was like you're gonna go into it and it was just you know we booked our tickets and everything and I remember you calling me and you were like I'm not going like and you if you felt guilty about saying I'm not doing her makeup and we were like dude you're you know you've got to think of your kid and stuff right because you must I have think, been thinking I can't imagine all the things that you must have been thinking and stuff I think so that was um Adam was four so he started I think in September they had both started like nursery full-time and I had like stopped working and everything when I had Adam um which was you know like four years ago 
So I was just doing my makeup stuff on the side. But from September, I started to freelance um, with like other, like doing counter work. Yeah. Because I was able to, because the kids were at school. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I've like given four years of my life to the kids, five years. And I can um, kind of go and like branch out now and figure out what I want to do. So for me, that was like a big, like independent step, like going from doing everything and then kind of putting everything on hold and then trying to work on the side alongside the kids. So that was, for me was like a really big step. And then, you know, I was at Max Factor. I've got really good contract and hours with Clinique, which was, you know, something, you know, I was, I enjoyed it there. I learned, you know, the time I was there, learned a bit about skincare. Everything was going really well. Makeup stuff was starting to pick up. Everything was linking in. We had a really good flow at home. Everything was working out. Um, yeah, it was like my first sort of um, holiday with all my friends. That was yeah. like a big deal for me with, you know, going to Thailand and everything. And then obviously I was going to be doing like my friend's bridal makeup, which was technically a destination. Like, but yeah, so it was like a lot of big things were happening. Um, and then, you know, God had other plans. About it now, like last year you got to go to... Florida like you mentioned right like that must have been amazing like oh definitely all that hard slog that you guys have been through and everything like that like it was we've had it we've had a lot of good things that we've done over the last few years definitely memorable and are worthwhile yeah Sam you okay Yes, sorry, give me a minute. Yeah, that's all right. <sighs> sorry. Why are you saying sorry for? Oh, my God. Shit. <laughs> He's been through a lot. Like, and, and look at you now. Like, you still... It's weird to think that we ever thought we'd get to this stage, but I think you just do. Like, you just have to get on with it. Like, I can remember, like, the first... We were in Birmingham, me and Arden for like literally, I think, four weeks, three to four weeks. Mm. And um, I can remember like the first three days, you don't know what the hell's going on. You've got so much information overload and then everyone's phoning, everyone's calling and you're just kind of like this robot blurting all these words out, these big words you don't even know. And then um, you just see all these other parents and they're just so normal. And you're just like, how can you be so normal? Like some, you know, this things happened everything's done in 360 and then I can remember like the first I think day four or day five like the whole day you just be processing all this information getting all this stuff thrown at you talking to consultants doctors cannulas needles all these things and then the day would go by and then once he settled and he was asleep you kind of pick up your phone you've got like I'll be there for like two or three hours every evening just going through messages phone calls and everything and then I think, like, you just end up crying in between because you're, st- you're literally so fresh and you're processing it. So you become like a robot for a while. And then, like, one of these mums came over because you're literally in this room with, like, six six beds and mm. everyone's quite high because if you go to, church, like, that's the big hospital for the Midlands. So you're only there if it's, like, you know, quite serious. So you're there with all these other high dependent children or kids that are really poorly and this mum like, she came over it must have been like 10 or 11 at night and then she could hear me obviously crying 
and she was just so calm and like normal and I was just like how are you like this I don't understand but then she was there comforting me then when I asked her why she's here her son had gone through like three or four years treatment but he'd relapsed so she's back there again and he's just thinking god like we're all just here on this weird journey and I don't know it's just like really weird but I think you don't realize how common it is until you're not in that situation so yeah so when we got back to Stoke after everything was starting to happen there was about 40 cases in Stoke of children with cancer that I would have never even thought anything about or you know it would never come across to me that you know this is real life this is stuff that's happening and you know thankfully we're really fortunate and blessed to be where we are now and yeah it's I don't know but it's been a big journey right yeah yeah definitely it's um yeah we've learned a lot along the way and we appreciate a lot so you know whenever things don't go to plan or you know with anything or with other people you know I just always you have to focus on the good stuff that we have going on in our life and be thankful for where we are and health is so so important and such a big thing and such a complex thing as well like Mm. I think going through all of that and just seeing all the things you need and just looking at heart scans like there's so many things that you need to help your body function but we take for granted Mm. so yeah so I think we've all I've definitely been on the journey of my own I think still on that journey right like yeah I think it's uh, we all have in our own way like Janae's been on one Shazza's been on one we've been Mm. on one and Adam's been on one but you know we've thankfully come on the better side we still it's still not over we're still in remission so we've got four years to go but we're on the right track so but as a family unit like you know and and that's why I wanted that's why I chose you to do this you know this call with me because it's like you've been through so much and you're still doing it like you went back you got picked yourself up you're like nope I'm still going to carry with my makeup like literally you're do you know what I mean it's crazy man like it was like like you just think like you look at Sam and nothing's happened like she's just on it she's just go 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 like how do you motivate yourself to do that I think I'm I think if anyone else is in the situation as a mum you you would do the same thing like I met so many amazing parents that were on this journey like when we were on it as well and as I said like you kind of lift each other up and you're just like they can do it or they're doing really well and I think you get into your own little weird protective bubble and your mission each day is just to get through the day without you know um, vomiting or you know meals and keep stuff down having no temperature and you know going out and not getting any germs and anything so you just do and then as I said like you know this whole pandemic is just everyone's got on with it The the last three months like would you at the beginning you're like oh my god we're like in lockdown for so many months what are we going to do but you know we're four months onwards and it's like it just becomes a weird normal you just Mm. get into this weird bubble so as I said like I feel like we've gone back to what how we were kind of in certain elements of it with the pandemic so that's why I don't think it's really affected us that much because we were in this sort of environment or zone not that long ago yeah and even with the kids but as I said like with my um like my husband he's was really supportive and he's always been really supportive and he's helped so much and you know I guess he's allowed me or given me that space to go and do what I wanted to do and it was more of like my own sanity and having that break because it's a lot like juggling 
home, work, kids, medicines, mm. appointments, and all these other things. And it's just obviously like keeping the little one staying and the kids staying, making sure the older one's not feeling left out and he's involved. We had our tough times. We had some really low, low points, um, I think, in that journey. But then we had some really high high points as well so it's just been like a roller coaster but as I said like we managed to all piece together support from family support from friends like you know I still remember to this day all the people that messaged all the people that rang all the people that kept in touch and everything and yeah it's it's, I don't know it's just one of those things and I'm sure if anyone else was in this position you would do the same thing as well like I've spoken to some other people that have you know recently um in the last sort of couple of years ended up in my position and it's just really sad that it's becoming more and more common you pick up the paper and there's another child diagnosed or there's another one and I don't know if I'd ever be able to tell Adam like why he got what he got because I don't know if I'll ever know the answer to that question a lot of things like I think I had definitely had a spiritual journey with God Mm. um you know like when your child asks you questions like oh why did God choose me (laughs) yeah No. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you answer that, Sam, to be honest. Like, I'm bloody sitting here bawling now and I haven't even heard him ask me. But, um, yeah. yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. You just figure it out. You get on with it. You have to make things normal and you plod along. And I think with myself, like, when it comes to stuff like this or personal stuff, I think a lot of scenarios in my head and I think that's how I tend to manage any issues or and then when I'm mixing or talking with people I prefer to just keep it quite normal whereas some people like to talk about how they feel you know like with me I I think because I kind of like just know what to expect I don't know what it is but I think I, I just figure it out in my head myself or I give myself scenarios or outcomes or just have a conversation with myself in my head. And I think I just counsel myself in my head or give myself <laughs> therapy. Um, and then you just kind of, you know, put your mask on and you carry on. As I said, like, he's doing really well now, touch wood. Mm. Um, and there's not m- much more I can ask for, so... Used to question myself, and I'm sure I even said to you so many times. I, I was surprised I haven't got depression, or you know, mm. like I'm surprised I've not like lost the plot yet or something because there's like a lot. And as you, I can remember what you said at the beginning about like, oh, we were meant to be going on holiday, and you know, there were a few things like you think it in your head, and then you're like, you feel bad for thinking certain things because you're thinking, I feel selfish or I feel bad just for thinking, oh, I would have been here right now or would have been doing this Sam you can't feel like that man that's just it's only human nature it's natural right like yeah but you know you think oh if I say it out loud that means yeah you know I'm a right cow but I think it's they're the things that you just need to and sometimes it's okay to like think that or just get it out your system um but yeah there were a couple of things but as I said like the you just feel bad to even think that, oh, mm. you know, I would have been here, I would, would have been doing this. So what's next for you, Sam? Like, what's for your journey? Like, you know, I know you're back doing makeup by Samino. Makeup, I think, has always been in me. And it would obviously be a journey along those ways. So let's just see where it takes me. I think that 
once everything's kind of back to normal, we're going to be back into that rat race again. Yeah. Well, hopefully not. Yeah. So I mean, I you say, know. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. We've always got Joe Wicks. Oh, yeah. This is the thing. So <laughs> here's the other thing. I was just thinking, like, you know, we've both been obviously on the journey with our um, training and our little calls that we have to do our workouts. Yeah. Like, if this was back at, you know, like, pre-covid we would never have been able to commit to all of these like workouts that we do we wouldn't and um you're right it just would have been really hard because it would have been so much other stuff to manage so as i said like i think there have been benefits from it and i think some people are kind of sad to see that (laughs) things are starting to go back to normal a little bit i'm not gonna lie to me no i am i quite like our you know our little sessions you know with, with joe wicks yeah um, what do you think it's about him? Do you think it's his hair? <laughs> do you think it's his hair? I think. Do you think you would feel the same? Listen to me, I'm not gonna lie. Do you think you'd feel the same way about Joe if he had curtains? No, I do feel <laughs> like when he does some workouts, he really needs to tie it up because he gets really hot and sweaty. <laughs> and you're like, dude, just tie your hair up. <laughs> I feel like just going yeah. in there with like some bobbles and like doing bunches or something because I feel hot and bothered just looking at him. So if you had to choose Joe Wicks or The Rock, who would you pick? Oh. Well, Joe Wicks is a bit more realistic. <laughs> he lives in Richmond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As in, like, you know, like, I know where that is and I know how to drive there. <laughs> no, let's just say, just to say they're there, oh, right what? in front of you. Which one would you choose? Well, it depends what for. <laughs> well, you, you know, Shaz might listen to this conversation. So I think, I think, I think we have to just leave this here now, Samina. So. <laughs> I'll phone you later till we could discuss that comment. But um, that's for so, a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been really good speaking. But honestly, Sam, thanks for being so honest on on this call. You know, I think, as I said before, you are an inspiration, and what you've been through. Like, honestly, I don't think. I think I don't, just, people just can't imagine else it, right? would have done exactly the same. Um, I think any mother would have and would be. And I know, like, I know of a mum that has, you know, recently in the last year or so, she came to me with questions that I had when we were in that position. Mm. And, you know, I said exactly the same thing that that woman said to me. It will become normal or you'll become normal. And then I was that calm person that was yeah. talking to me. So it's just like a weird, as I said, it's like a weird, it's like a whole weird journey. You learn so much. And yeah, as I said, like any other mum would do exactly the same thing. Um, and you just get on with it. Like you, to be honest, you don't actually have any other choice <laughs> apart from getting on with it. Because I think as a woman, you are the backbone to um, the family. And I think when I probably did have a breakdown, like, probably like the odd couple of days out of the ho- and I think everyone was like Shaz was like you can't you can't break down like you can't cry <laughs> I don't know what to do <laughs> and then like mm. I can remember because I was working in clinic at the time when Adam felt ill so I wouldn't obviously be really glam but you know you'd be a little bit glammed off for work and then yeah. I can remember like he was only four and like he obviously didn't know what was going on and he'd just be like because I'd like obviously just everything stopped I just looked like how I would do on the girl and he's like mommy where's your black eyes and red lips 
Like, so he's just like seeing me crying. And like, when I have no makeup on, like, everyone thinks I'm ill or I'm not well. <laughs> and even like, and my sister in law was like, Mina, you need to like sort yourself out. You need to like go and do, like, put on. Like, you need to, because I think people just aren't used to seeing me, like, just like how I was in that state. I can remember when you guys came up as well. That's probably the first time. I kind of remotely, you know, like combed my hair. And even the woman, bless her, <laughs> that was in the bed next to us, she was like, I had to do a double turn. <laughs> I was like, walk past. She's like, I didn't like, recognise you. And I was just like, wow. Um, yeah, so the days when I was sad or I was upset or I was down or be lost in thought, like, oh, the kids pick up on this energy. So, mm. like, he would be like, oh, mum, why are you sad? And he would start to feel sad. So, I think as like a parent, even Shaz, like Shaz has been amazing and he always has been really good with the kids. But, um, you know, you just like the silly little things you do, you just see them smile, like when they've not smiled for like two weeks. Like yeah. you just, you just do it. And I think that's just part of like human nature. Mm. It's hard to explain, but yeah, because, you know, everyone's like, oh, you've done amazingly. But then I'm just like, if you would do, anyone would do that in this position. It's just like, it's like normal. I don't know, Sam. You've got to give yourself some credit. Do you know what I mean? Well, it was it? Adam did all the hard work. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he but, um, no, but credit. thank you for sharing that. I know, I I honestly, I mean, you and me have been friends for however since we were, however long we speak every day. And I, I actually don't think you've you've said that much to me, mm. but as much as you did today. But, um, <laughs> so, I mean, I'm going to leave it there. And um, thanks for today. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And we will speak to you soon for our next podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Hey, everyone. So thanks for listening today. This one was a bit special for me. I mean, they all are, but Sam to me is someone that I really look up to. And, you know, I I don't really tell it much. Um, So for me, there's a lot of things that I took away from that conversation, but I think she really put it well, you know, when she said, um, you know, it's it's wherever we are and, you know, however we are affected, we're all kind of on a journey, right? And so now we can choose to keep it to ourselves, but sometimes sharing what you have learned might just help someone else out. Um, Anyway, I look forward to seeing you for the next episode. So bye for now. See you soon.